Hello and welcome to Earth Riot Radio. I'm Reverend Billy here in the Earth Church in New York City. It took the murder in the Wilani Forest to make us look up from our iPhones. Of course, we witnessed much of the action around the murder on iPhones. But then I think a lot of us just put the iPhone down and walked around with the fact of the murder in our bodies, a feeling of anger, of sorrow, of worry about the impossibility of defending the earth, which is what Juan Turan, known affectionately as Tortuguita, what he was doing. He was killed in his tent. Thirteen bullets entered his body. But, you know, the, the autopsy will take forever. And that's basic now to the method of the police. Slow everything down. And step by fateful step, those 13 bullets will be contained in the palm of our hand. And we will return to the gaze, the dopamine-fueled gaze that killed the environmental movement. We will return to our medium of choice. And this is hell. This is the end of us. This is where murder is commonplace and depoliticized. Let's, let's look at this honestly today. Let's look at what the iPhone and its successor, Apple company coming out with something called New reality. <laughs> Let's look at what these devices are doing to our ability to live life as members of a community. Amen? Somebody give me an earth hallelujah here today.
shopping gets me depressed. But what really gets me down is that damn convenience. The Earth must have thousands of unusual storms, novel viruses, incredible heat waves. The Earth, the Earth is in a state that human beings, with our power, can no longer achieve, and that is the state of revolution. The humans, while we are stunned by what is happening to us, it is incomprehensible that another living thing, this second living, this Earth, is revolting against us with intelligence, great resources of power delivered with strategy and implacable intention. The Earth is offering us terms of unconditional surrender. Environmentalists, listen to me. Make your stands like standing rock. The First Nations peoples in North Dakota are showing us the future of direct action. In the path of the Enbridge pipeline, the black snake. They're making something that traditional environmentalists don't have the words for. A friend of mine who's there right now put it this way. It's not like a protest, it's a ceremony. There's a crucial lesson here for we environmentalists, we gotta learn it. At Standing Rock, the cops and courts, helicopters and drones and Dobermans are facing their opposite. The pipeline of pure life is pouring onto them from a hundred tribes. It must be astonishing for Dakota Access Advocates to come face to face with their anti-world. All the life that the pipeline would have killed over the years is anticipating events, and they're showing up right now. All the burrowing owls and, and 
golden eagles and prairie rattlers and grasshopper sparrows and just all the stuff from the earth. The life that isn't oil. Bill McKibben, most people know a lot about him, but he's almost exactly my age. He grew up in Lexington, Massachusetts, and he um, went to Harvard. He was the editor of the Harvard Crimson, their, their newspaper. He went directly from there to The New Yorker, where he uh, worked for five years, and then he's written 12 books. Every single day, because of the extra carbon we've put in the atmosphere by burning coal and gas and oil primarily, uh, that extra carbon traps heat, the heat equivalent of about 400,000 Hiroshima-sized explosions daily. And once you think about it in those units, it gets easier to understand the scale of the damage we've already done. That's how we were able to melt most of the ice in the summer Arctic. You know, this eons-old continent-scale, meters-thick sheet of ice that's now mostly slush um, uh, if it isn't open water. Um, and those kind of changes on that scale are already extraordinary. Among other, for instance, that melt in the Arctic, we now think, has fundamentally destabilized the way that the jet stream works, the, the atmospheric transmission of uh, heat from the uh, equators towards the poles. That jet stream now has much greater amplitude and gets stuck for periods of time, which explains these extraordinary sequences of drought or flood, depending on which side you're finding yourself of that wave at any given moment. Uh, the same thing with its marine equivalent, the Gulf Stream, uh, uh, the vast ocean current, a hundred times the size of the Amazon River in its volume that, again, transports heat northward from the equators. Uh, because of the fresh water now pouring off Greenland and out of that melting ice sheet, because it's changing the salinity of the North Atlantic of the Arctic, and those salinity differences and density differences are what drive those currents. We think the evidence and new data this year is that the uh, Gulf Stream has slowed about 15% already. So think about change on that scale, that over the course of a few decades, we've managed to alter the most fundamental systems on our home planet. I would have 
to change. But do I have to die, die to change, change, change? Climate changed you. Climate changed you. When the flash flood makes you scream. Climate changed you. Climate changed you. When the drought dries up your dreams. Climate changed you. Climate changed you. With three cousins underground. Climate changed you. Climate changed you. When the springtime made no sound. Well, I always knew that you would have to change. But do you have to die, die to change, 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 climate change us, when the flower lost its being, climate changed us, when to be is not to be, climate change us, when the sun shines. to news from the natural world. I'm Savitri D. In California, the latest in a long onslaught of storms that began in December has pushed snowpack to its highest level on record. This week's storm dumped another one to two feet in the Sierra Nevada, helping this season eclipse 1982, the previous record holder. The water stored in the state's snowpack is 235% of normal, according to the California Department of Water Resources. The enormous snowpack has accumulated mostly because of 17 atmospheric rivers, or potent jets of subtropical moisture, 
which have bombarded the state since December. Two fracking waste injection wells in Torch, Ohio, have been injected with waste likely containing hazardous forever chemicals, according to a recent report by industry watchdogs. Polyfluoroalkyl substances, or PFAS, are linked to birth defects and increased risk of cancer. The injection of fracking waste containing PFAS could have both short and long-term health impacts on area residents. Underground injection wells are extremely deep holes, drilled or bored into the earth to dispose of various kinds of waste. Four wells and torch are used to dispose of brine, the waste used in the process of fracking natural gas, a major extractive industry in central Appalachia. Advocacy groups have long criticized the extensive use of trade secret claims by oil and gas companies and call for more transparency from the fracking industry. Climate activists doused Spain's parliament in red liquid on Thursday, protesting the trial of 15 other activists who carried out a similar protest last year. One of the academics facing charges for last April's protest spoke to the media after leaving the courthouse. I would do the same thing a thousand times over, said Belén Díaz Colante, an environmental scientist. The time for approved protests is over. Those of us who understand what's happening see an urgent need to keep scaling up our actions. A new report by the United Nations warns that a quarter of humanity lacks access to safe drinking water, and nearly half of the global population has no access to basic sanitation. Unless action is taken, 60% of the world's population could face water supply issues by 2050. Russia will deploy tactical nuclear weapons to Belarus, the first time Moscow has based arms outside Russia in decades. Defense experts warn this could reduce NATO response time in the case of an attack. An expedition into the jungle of New Guinea has resulted in the discovery of two new species of poisonous birds. Genetic changes in these bird species have allowed them to carry a powerful neurotoxin. The two birds that the researchers discovered to be poisonous are the regent whistler and the rufous-naped bellbird. The poison in these birds' bodies and plumage is called batrachotoxin. It is an incredibly potent neurotoxin that in higher concentrations, such as those found in the skin of golden poison frogs, leads to muscle cramps and cardiac arrest nearly immediately after contact. Ozone, a common air pollutant, could be one of the causes behind depressive symptoms in adolescence. The pollutant could have especially profound effects on mental health during the onset of puberty, raising concerns about youth exposure to the chemical. Researchers found evidence that exposure to ozone in adolescence is linked to depressive symptoms, such as feeling sad or tearful, withdrawing socially, and losing interest or pleasure in activities. The study is important as depressive symptoms among youth have become more common in the past two decades, especially among girls. Researchers are still trying to determine how ozone in particular spurs depressive symptoms. However, inflammation, a well-documented cause of adverse mental health symptoms, is a likely culprit. A new simple hybrid setup allows bacteria to capture carbon dioxide and produce biodegradable plastic for many days, boosting output by 100 times the previous efforts. Plastics and climate change are inextricably linked. 
plastics are made from petroleum and nearly every stage of their production creates greenhouse gas emissions. If plastic production and use grow as usual, by 2030 the emissions could reach 1.34 gigatons per year, equivalent to emissions from nearly 300 large coal-fired power plants. In an effort to close the carbon cycle, chemical engineers in Korea have harnessed bacteria to efficiently turn carbon dioxide into a biodegradable plastic. The microbial fermentation process could only be done in small batches, and that's because it needed electricity to kick it off. And there was an eventual buildup of toxic byproducts that killed the microbes. Venus appears to have volcanic activity, according to a new research paper that offers strong evidence to answer the lingering question about whether Earth's sister planet currently has eruptions and lava flows. New research by Professor Robert Herrick revealed a nearly one square mile volcanic vent that changed in shape and grew over eight months in 1991. Changes on such a scale on Earth are associated with volcanic activity whether through an eruption at the vent or movement of magma beneath the vent that causes the vent walls to collapse and the vent to expand. The surface of Venus is geologically young, especially compared to all the other rocky bodies except Earth and Jupiter's moon Io. More than 85% of the world's bird, mammal, and amphibian species live in mountains particularly in forest habitats. But researchers report that these forests are disappearing at an accelerating rate. Globally, we have lost 78.1 million hectares, or 7.1% of mountain forest since 2000, an area larger than the size of Texas. Much of the loss occurred in tropical biodiversity hotspots, putting increasing pressure on threatened species. In summer 2021, a stunning heat wave swept Western North America, from British Columbia to Washington, Oregon, and beyond into other inland areas where the climate is generally mild. Temperature records were set by tens of degrees in many places. Wildfires broke out and at least 1,400 people died. Scientists blamed the event largely on human-driven climate warming and declared it unprecedented. A new study of tree rings from the region shows that the event was almost certainly the worst in at least the past thousand years. The research published in the journal NPJ Climate and Atmospheric Science established a year-by-year -year record of summer average temperatures going back to the year 950. Scores of abnormally hot summers showed up, many grouped into multi-year warm periods, but the new study shows that the last 40 years, driven by human-influenced warming, has been the hottest, and that 2021 was the hottest summer in the entire span. And now, the sounds of extinction. Plants. Researchers have recorded and analyzed sounds distinctly emitted by plants. The click-like sounds, similar to the popping of popcorn, are emitted at a volume similar to human speech, but at high frequencies beyond the hearing range of the human ear. Researchers said they found that plants usually emit sounds when they are under stress, and that each plant and each type of stress is associated with a specific identifiable sound. While imperceptible to the human ear, the sounds emitted by plants can probably be heard by various animals, such as bats, mice, and insects. The findings suggest that the world around us is full of plant sounds. 
and that these sounds contain information. And hear the sound of plants. And now we come to the message that concludes the Earth Riot for this week. And so I'm Reverend Billy and our editors Jason Candler and Savitri D, of course, the reporter from the Earth. And so we want to thank everybody and every animal and plant that contributed to today's show. Isn't it our job to urge on everyone's joyfulness? Because even in the face of war, in the face of climate change and extinction, it's a good idea to confront hate with love, dance it, sing it, reach out to everyone around us with our joy. It's the most powerful thing we can do. But then lately, I know, reporting personally here, I feel sorrow, doubt, and fear. Just the news of this upcoming product that is supposed to wrap around everybody's head, the new reality, that pushes us away from authentic experience. It pushes us away from each other. It's gonna be a devastating thing. Violence is rushing in, into this room that we sit in, rushing in through so many doors. Violence we paid for, violence we didn't expect would be there. But what are we gonna do? We're gonna wrap these commercial visions around our heads and consume, consume, consume. We wait knowing real change will have nothing to do with this false earth that we have created. Real change might be more like a glorious tree, a tree taking action full of knowledge. Well, trees are mysterious to us mostly, but the earth right now, the tornadoes Bombing the South, outrageous. The glaciers melting in Pakistan. The wildfires year-round year in California. We, we have got downpours that are coming out of the sky like waterfalls. Called atmospheric rivers. This is mysterious. We don't know where this comes from. Well, it comes from us in our, in our fateful dance with the Earth. And right now, it feels like all of the education we've got, all the, well, think of the great teachers we've learned from Rumi, Marx, Buddha, Rachel Carson, Lorca, Lao Tzu, Einstein, Octavio Butler. Our teachers, our gifted teachers, has all we have learned come to nothing? Yes. <laughs> we can get really down. We can get really down. What has control right now is the unknown, something we don't know anything about. So what are we doing? We're grieving. The unknown is the decision maker, the changer. 
We won't know what happened. We're not in control. We don't know. We don't even know what to look for. Is that why, in despair, we're wrapping our heads in these, these commercial visions? Is that why the Apple Company is the main fundamentalist church in our life? Let's do something with that sorrow. Let's work together. It's just that we are the earth. We believe in what we are. We don't have our new reality wrapped around our heads. We have the earth. And the earth is saying, keep up with that joy, people. Somebody give me an earth today. Earth-a-loo-yah. Earth-a-loo-yah.